Welcome to Veg Out, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association, aka the TVA. We come to you virtually from our homes, and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. My name is Jeanette, and I'm a vegan and volunteer with the TVA. Our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. Uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Anna. Hi. Hi, Anna. And we're also very happy to welcome our guest, Kimberly Carroll. Kimberly has an extensive background in animal rights activism, including co-creating the Why Love One But Eat the Other transit ad campaign, as well as co-founding Mercy for Animals Canada. She's also a campaign strategist for Animal Justice, Canada's only national law advocacy organization working on behalf of animals. As a coach for changemakers, she empowers and helps leaders and activists in the veg community. And if that wasn't enough, she is also a director with the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank. Uh, these are just some highlights of what she does, and Kimberly is joining us today to talk about her work and the upcoming Animal Justice Academy, which is a six-week online boot camp that will empower you to make a better world for animals. The Academy takes place from January 25th to March 5th, and enrollment is open now at animaljusticeacademy.com. So we're going to learn all about what the six-week online course is all about, and uh well, we'll get into that, but first I want to welcome Kimberly to the show officially. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy. I haven't, I, I don't know if I've ever been on this podcast before. I think you're so busy. Like um, <laughs> we've tried a couple of times, but I think now, now's the perfect time because this is a really intriguing program. And I think that our listeners will really be uh, interested in it. So I'm so glad that you're joining us today to talk about it. Oh, me too. And and TVA is is like one of my favorite organizations. I've just, I love the work TVA does. I love the people on TVA where, you know, I've done a lot of projects with TVA. So um, a real, a real sister organization uh, to my, the organizations I work with um, mostly as well. Um, excellent. Thank you. So the first question that we like to ask people is what is your vegan origin story? Mm, I love that. It makes me feel like a superhero. <laughs> Um, so, so I grew up in the prairies, um, uh, rural Manitoba and, um, uh, you know, from farm country and, uh, growing up, I, I was actually, a, a, I'm embarrassed to say I was a, a, a voracious meat eater. Um, I, you know, everybody laughed at how much I love steak and Kentucky fried chicken. Ugh. I used to, no, I'm not even going to tell you because it would gross everybody out. I, anyway, I love Kentucky fried chicken way too much. And, um, and, and for all the, your, you youngins, that's KFC. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but I had a weird little thing going on because I also loved animals. Um, I was the kind of kid who, when my dad was sort of burning the field, uh, you know, burning the grass in the field, I'd like scurry to try and get all the mice out and everything. And I'd be in tears. And, and I, I kept on sort of, there was always a, a little thing in my head, um, that little dissonance that was saying like, how, how can I eat animals when I love them so much? And I would go to the adults and I'd say, you know, 
I'm, is this wrong? Like, I feel kind of weird about this. And, and they'd, you know, say, well, it's just the way things are. It's the circle of life. And that's how we, you know, that's in farming, that's what happens and all that sort of thing. So um, I, you know, would happily go back. Well, not quite happily, but I'd sort of be able to go, oh, well, I can eat meat. That's just the way it is. And then um, it, it, it just kind of came to finally, you know, in my early adulthood, it came to a head um, about 24 years ago. I was at a friend's farm um, just for the day and it had, they just had calving season. So there were two baby twin calves that I spent the day with just adoring and, and, you know, getting to know their individual personalities and cuddling them. And, uh, and then we went in for dinner that night and uh, we were having my favorite meal, steak. And I just, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from, from the parallel at that point. I just looked down at my plate and went, wow, these are going to be the calves in two years. And I thought to myself, uh, Kimberly, your ethics can become stronger than your appetite. And I didn't know for sure how I was going to do it. And I didn't know if I'd be successful, but I just said, you know what, let's just try it. And I did, I, I, I was vegetarian first. Um, you know, that was back in 1996 and uh, thought it was, you know, figured out it was much easier than I thought it would be. And then I said, well, but I'm never going to be vegan. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then the internet started to happen and I started to see what happens to, um, you know, that basically egg laying hens and dairy cows are some of the most, um, some of the most, uh, abused animals basically on our planet. And so I became vegan. And so that was about 14 years ago and pretty well within the same week of becoming vegan, I decided I also needed to become an activist because again, I was starting to see, I saw earthlings, earthlings had just come out and I saw earthlings and I just went, I can't just be vegan. I also have to become active. I have to do something about this unbelievably staggering volume of suffering that's happening in this world. So, and here we are today. Uh, so 24 years veg, 14 years vegan. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm actually embarrassed it took me so long. I, I wish I was one of those people that said, oh, when I was a kid, I, you know, blah, 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 but I wasn't. It, it took me some time. And, and you know what? That keeps me humble. It keeps me humble knowing that I was able to sort of uh, make excuses and rationalize for, you know, 20 something years before, uh, well, I guess as a baby, <laughs> I had a, a bit of a free pass, but, you know, and that, uh, and that reminds me that when I'm sort of working with people that aren't, that I have to have some, some gentleness and understanding. Yeah, you have that empathy towards people because everyone, like I started out as a meat eater as well, and it takes time to undo those lessons that you've learned since childhood of like, this is the norm, right? Uh, when you said that, uh, like, your ethics are going to outweigh your appetite, like that, that to me um, is something that can really click into place, right? When you become an ethical vegan, it's just, it doesn't matter if you're craving something because your ethics are going to be more important than that. Um, yeah, you're so, you're so right. Because um, I do remember when I just said it's off the table, it was just off the table. Like it's, there's something about saying, this is it. And I kept a little picture of a lamb in my wallet. So anytime that I got sort of tempted, um, and I did cheat once in the first six months, uh, but I, I would make myself look at that little lamb and just go, this is who I'm doing it for. That's so. very Lisa, that's very Lisa Simpson of you. Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think she got it from me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I wanted to maybe as a follow-up of what do you think it was about your experience that kept you going or maybe what triggered your activism? Yeah, so, um, well, so my activism has has been a, a, an interesting road and, and, you know, one that I think a lot of people tread, but when I, like I said, when I saw Earthlings, uh, which, you know, everybody knows it's called the vegan maker, uh, I, I really did, it just, it was the, the sheer, sheer depth and volume of suffering that, that just really, I just went, I can't, I can't live in a world like this, knowing that this is happening and, and feel like I'm not doing something to change it. And so I started off, um, as a lot of activists do, um, animal activists do, I, I started in grassroots activism. I, I would, you know, did every protest I could and every demo and leafleting and all that sort of thing. And, um, and that was really great. Um, you know, I got to know the issues. I got to know some really great other activists. Uh, and then I, I thought, I, you know, I'm a big believer in, in work smarter, not harder. And I thought, okay, well, uh, how can I bring my particular skills and talent and background to this uh, movement to, you know, maybe be more impactful? And, um, and so I, I was a television host at the time uh, and also a producer. And so I decided, well, you know, I'll, I'll lend my name to uh, things. I'll, I'll host things. I'll be a spokesperson. Um, I actually did a lot of events for TVA um, back in the day. I like hosting things. And, and also as a producer, I'm like, well, I let me, let me add a couple of campaigns. So that's where the Why Love One But Eat the Other campaign came from in 2009 when we first, uh, first mounted it first created and mounted it on the TTC and then it became a across Canada campaign and it's in you know it's 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 now in different countries all over the world and so and then I kind of you know from there I, I moved on to uh, a couple of well uh, founding mercy for animals Canada and then and now uh, animal justice uh, organization I, I adore and of course um, founding the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank with my partner Matt Noble who I know has been on the podcast so through it all um, I've definitely had times when I'm like oh it's just too much it's like you know also all doing all these things I, I, I have a full-time career I'm not in television anymore but I'm a coach for change makers for the last 12 years um, but I have full-time career so I'm doing a lot of this stuff on volu- a volunteer basis and and sometimes yeah it could get heavy and for example in the last uh, couple of months when we uh, animal justice put out um, an undercover investigation around a gag laws and, and, a, and a pig um, uh, farm I, I mean I had to pour over you know uh, the worst awful footage, you know, terribly heartbreaking footage for a couple of months as I, I helped to put the undercover video together. And so it's times like that where I'm, I'm very glad that I have learned tools, learned tools to be able to, to um, process what we all kind of take in being animal activists and also to be able to, you know, really understand that balance is important. If I want to keep on being vibrant um, and impactful in the work I do, it's really important that I be a, a, a sort of a fulfilled person in general. That's what I found. And that's what I found with most of my uh, coaches over the years, uh, that it's so very important to have the tools in place to deal with the inherent, like, 
I'd say inherent um, trauma that comes with working in this movement. Um, and, uh, and also just to really find the things in your life that fuel you and stay committed to those. And that's the only way we don't burn out. That's the only way that we, you know, can become this light that others want to move towards. And that's what we want um, in this, in, in this, you know, movement. Um, Tommy Raskin, who just, uh, who just passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, activist from the United States. Um, he, one of the things he said was, I'm not interested in belonging to a vegan club. I want a vegan world. And so in order to do that, we, our lights have to shine really brightly and we have to really find a way to um, widen our circle of compassion to try to include everybody. And, and not just animals. <laughs> we say that the opposite way to others, but um, that's something that as animal activists, I, I think is really important. That's very inspiring. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. And I think it's very true what you said, that it is inherent that there is a burnout in people that are very strong activists. A lot of the people that when I started, started in, meeting people in that circle, uh, a lot of them had, were either in it in the burnout stage um, or we're just recovering from it. So the work that you're doing is very important for the movement. And I think even for people like myself who are more shy about being activists, mm. I think what you're offering, if we can just jump right into what you're going to be offering now with yeah. the Animal Justice Society, I think from what I've read and, and what I'm looking forward to, it's going to reach out to all of those groups of people, which is just wonderful. If you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I, I have to tell you, I haven't been this excited about a project in years. Um, Animal Justice Academy was something we talked about at Animal Justice a couple of years ago, and, and I just went, oh man, that is what we're missing. We are, in this movement, we're missing a comprehensive sort of training course that can really empower people, inform people, um, and, and just make them um, champions for animals in, and in ways that uh, really work for them and their personality and their situation and their skills and their locations and communities. And so what Animal Justice Academy is, is a, a free six week online training boot camp. Um, and we're going to be uh, really teaching folks um, about animal advocacy through political engagement, through effective uh, communication, through veganism, through uh, uh, using the media, uh, public outreach and demonstrations and protests. Um, and we're also going to be talking a lot about this sort of resilience building, this, this way of uh, taking care of yourself so that you can be even more powerful for the animals. And, and, and really how to access and use your own unique communities and social circles to basically spread, spread this mission of compassion. Can you talk a little bit about how the course will work? So if I wanted to sign up, is it something I log on once a week? Is it interactive? Will I come away with, with homework? Um, what, 
Can you can you give a sense of, of how the course will work? Oh, I guess of course. You, you're saying boot camp, which maybe I should pivot to that. That sounds more fun than course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a really great question, and there's lots and lots of homework. I'm just kidding. No, there, there isn't. Um, the, so so I I like to tell people, you know, this is a course for uh, that can be done by complete newbies, people that have just love animals and aren't even vegan and and just want to do stuff for you know want to know how to do stuff for animals. Or it can be for veteran um, activists. We we have a lot of um, really sort of in-depth stuff uh, available as well in the academy. And so um, when you sign up, you're basically going to get a little message that um, you're going to get access to the course, um, uh, you know, a, a, a day before it begins. And um, and uh, there's a course platform. Uh, you'll be you'll have your own sort of unique uh, course area. And um, and the first uh, week of modules drops on Monday, the 25th. And so there'll be every week we have a theme and there will be uh, probably about 10 video modules ranging from 10 minutes to 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, again, we, if you if you want to be able to come out of this academy knowing, you know, really confident about knowing every angle, then, hey, you're going to watch all 10 or listen to all 10. We also have them available on audio. Um, or, um, or if you're somebody that just wants to come in and poke around a little bit and say, oh, this one interests me or this one interests me, then we welcome you to do that. Well, you don't, do not have to dedicate, you know, seven hours a week to this, but you probably could if you wanted to. Um, and then meanwhile, we're also having having live panel uh, events uh, on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings um, every week. So from 7 to 8.30 uh, p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, and these are going to be an opportunity not only to just have, you know, be part of great discussions with some really wonderful um, animal advocacy luminaries, but it will be a chance to see hopefully masses of people on the screen. Uh, it'll also be a chance for you to ask questions. We're going to have a Q&A section in every, uh, every talk we do, every panel we do. And we're also going to do breakout rooms um, where you're going to be able to get to know um, other activists a little bit more active advocates a little bit more intimately um, where you'll be able to actually talk about specific issues or specific initiatives as we get further and further in and then the, the last piece of it is we're going to have a private Facebook group um, where we hope to do a lot of community building we're going to have a lot of um, prompts a lot of discussion points uh, and a lot of sort of action challenges so so not only do we want people to learn but we want people to um, not be afraid of taking action and, and to be able to use the academy to do some massive collective actions during the six weeks. So we're really excited about that part. Uh, and, and, and the idea will be like some of the actions we'll do will be the same thing. Like we'll, we'll do this one action um, and everybody will do the same thing. But in a lot of cases, we're going to have an issue and a sort of suggested ask. And we're gonna, we're gonna get everybody to sort of do it in their own way. So if um, there is, uh, you know, it's, if it's about uh, publicizing um, ag-gag laws, then, you know, maybe somebody will we'll invite somebody to do a, a, gra a social media graphic about it. We'll invite somebody to do a comedy routine about it. We'll have somebody, you know, um, pledge to have a talk to their kids about it. Um, we'll have somebody write a letter to the editor. Like, we'll, basically, this course is to show you all the different ways that you can um, become active 
for animals. And it doesn't have to be just standing on a street holding a sign. Now that can be powerful too, um, but especially in these days of, of pandemic, <laughs> we are having to find a lot of alternate ways. So so yeah, so that's kind of the 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 scope of it. Every week um, we, we will release a new, uh, new week of modules every week. We don't want to overwhelm everybody by like just going, hey, here's the course. We, we actually want to kind of do this as a community. We want people to feel like they're in it together. And you too, we, we actually have 3000 people signed up already. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. <laughs> it is exciting. I, I get chills whenever, I think it was recently, we watched a couple of live videos and to see the feed of people commenting from all over the world. And I think like, I'm not alone, right? There's just yes. so many people out there and you're going beyond that. You're bringing them together, getting them to work together and share ideas. And I think that's just amazing. It's going to be so great for people. Well, and, 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 and the topics, I mean, the topics are just all over the place. Can I share like just a few of the topics? Do we have time for that? Yeah, please do. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, some of the topics I just, I find so exciting. I mean, there's there, a lot of these, these topics, these modules are things that like, I wish I had known um, as an activist, or I still wish I would, I knew I, I, as, as um, our, our sort of faculty members are, are submitting modules and I'm watching them. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I'm, I'm getting quite an education. Um, so we, we have topics like um, meeting with your uh, political representative. We're doing whole week, uh, week three is all about um, getting uh, involved politically and in, in really bite-sized ways. Um, you, Jessica Scott Reed is doing a module around how to um, write effective letters to the editor. It's still a way that we can really get to sort of, sort of the mass media level with not a lot of effort or and also doing opinion pieces. Um, we have a module that's all about getting um, more vegan products on shelves at grocery stores and on menus at your local restaurants. Um, we have um, a module and we're going to be talking about on a panel about um, how parents and kids and teachers can make a difference in their schools around dissection or field trips or lunch programs or the milk programs. Um, we're going to have a, um, a, a panel around working uh, with the Indigenous rights movement uh, around animal protection. This one I'm very excited about. Um, and speaking of which, we're also doing, we're really trying to um, talk a lot about uh, diversity the movement. Um, we've got a panel by um, Angela Lee that's called uh, Animal Justice Equals uh, Food Justice Equals Social Justice. We have a uh, panel about intersectionality. Um, we have a, a, a module about um, uh, racial equity uh, and how to uh, encourage racial equity within our animal um, rights movement. We also are uh, have a module about fundraising. How how can you do some fundraising? It's it's like the lifeblood of the movement. Um, how can you do some you know easy fundraising at work, school, in your community? Uh, we're also going to do like protest planning and know your rights um, for those that are on the on the ground, you know, hitting the streets and 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 shaking things up. Um, and lots about effective communications. Um, Dr. Melanie Joy it, uh, it does a, a great module about just the basics of how do you talk about these animal issues with your friends and your families, the people that are closest to you, something that I, I think a lot of us as animal advocates have a problem with. So anyway, I could go on and on, but though just a little taste. 
So I just signed up for the course as you were talking. Yes, great. Because <laughs> um, I, I wasn't sure going into this just exactly, which is why we're doing the episode about uh, what the commitment was. So it seems like you can kind of pick your own adventure through through the course. Um, Absolutely. And I'm one of those vegans that would say like, um, when you talk about like the, the traumatizing and the burnout, um, because many vegans go vegan because they love animals. So mm-hmm. for them exposing themselves to earthlings and all of the underground video that um, it's just so hard to watch. And you're like, well, I'm already vegan. I'm, already, I'm not participating in this. So why do I need to uh, like expose myself to that? And mm-hmm. I know that the, the rationale really is that it, it reinforces your veganism. Mm-hmm. And it also has another call to action. Um, and something that I've been thinking about is like, when you talk about that burnout, there's only so many of these like rock star vegan activists that are like on the ground and doing things and g- charging the stage and and uh-huh. talking to people on the street and like yeah, that's not, not everybody everything. can be Jenny McQueen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's exactly. only one Jenny McQueen. <laughs> so you need more people doing more things. So you need more people that can write letters to the editor or can. Uh, write letters to their their local rep- governmental representation or uh yeah. maybe right now maybe you're starting to like some sign some petitions and learn a little bit but this i guess is going to take you to the the next level and something that you kind of touched upon earlier is that you know you became vegan but then you're like hey i have all these skills uh being a television producer and i'm going to apply that to my activism and working uh, working smarter, not harder. So, you know, we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast who their vegan origin story is like, oh, I became vegan um, and there were no vegan cheeses on the market and I have a, sci- a science background. So I created my own vegan cheese. So I guess it's like figuring out where your strengths lie within the vegan community. We need everybody using what they've got, starting where they are um, to do what they do. Like, I mean, even the area you're in, I mean, for me coming originally from Manitoba and the prairies, it gives me a little bit of a unique um, advantage to be able to speak to those people. Um, Or if you're in the North um, or if you're an indigenous, you know, uh, vegan, it, 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 we, 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 we really need you. We could use you um, for these collaborative efforts, efforts. Um, And, but also again, yeah, your talents. I mean, um, some of uh, vegan art, like think about um, vegan sidekick, the cartoonist. I mean, I, I, there's so many people that cartoon has made vegan. So I, I just want, I want to, it's one of my big passions in activism to, to help people think outside of the box as far as how they can bring their, like I said, unique personality, unique self to this movement. So we're going to give lots of ideas and, and really encourage people to, to uh, step into that power. Um. I do want to ask about burnout because I think that's something that keeps coming up and maybe is a thing that is maybe a barrier to entry for people. Mm. In your coaching career and in your activism work, what are some strategies that you've employed to help people with burnout in this particular field? 
Yeah, well, so so as we were just talking about, there's there's many, um, and again, I could go on for days for, for this, um, but there are where we were just talking about sort of graphic um, video, and and just that you know that graphic video and being bearing witness can be very important. Um, but you you also need to know like if you're just traumatizing yourself over and over again watching this stuff, then maybe that's just not the way you take in your information. Maybe reading it is better. Um, but I also you know am very aware that if you're on social media and you're in animal issues, um, you're you're you have graphic stuff coming up all the time, right? On 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 Facebook or or even Instagram now and everything. And so one of my pieces of it of advice is do not engage in those just any old time willy-nilly have a dedicated time in your week where you sort of save these links where you save these things and um, that you think are important to watch and and only watch them in a in a space where you have where you where you're where you're safe where you're alone it's quiet and where you have a little bit of strength okay don't watch it when you're stressed don't watch it when you're sleep deprived and watch it when you have some strength and you have some space to to cry it out or get angry or or whatever it is or be a puddle on the floor for a bit but if you let yourself engage in that sort of thing every day whenever it comes up it's basically letting it's taking you hostage and it's taking your power away it's taking your momentum away um it's and it's it's really it's taking your energy away and we need that energy um to be focused on 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 campaigns initiatives messaging um so that's one little piece of advice um the other um piece is that because like we talked about the inherent pain that's involved in, in this movement um, and, and being part of this movement, uh, I really think it's important for people ha to have tools to be able to kind of work through that pain, not just like push it down or ignore it or run from it or eat it away or Netflix it away, but actual like tangible tools. For example, you know, um, when I was doing, um, when I have to work with a lot of undercover footage, when I'm done that for the day, I get up and I, I, I do a, a literal shakeout. Like I shake out my body for 30 seconds and I make sounds and I just like, you know, if I haven't had a good cry, which is also a good way, way to kind of move it out. Um, I do that. Or, or if I'm really feeling like I'm holding a lot of stuff, I'll put rage against the machine on and I will just like, I'll just thrash you know I will I will let my anger my rage out I will cry I'll do whatever I, I need to do but you can just do it in small little moments like when you're feeling overwhelmed you're feeling there's so much sadness you know to feel it breathe into it like let it have its moment of sadness and sorrow or rage breathe into that and then find a way to to move out of it to move through it and sometimes you know um, if you've been collecting a lot of a lot of trauma through this um, then it's going to take uh, a lot sort of deeper, longer sort of tools to work with that. Um, you can actually check out on my website, KimberlyCarroll.com. I've got a five, uh, five part video series for free called Power Tools for Changemakers. So if you can't wait for the six, uh, week six of the Academy where we're gonna be talking about all of this stuff, you can get started then. Um, but yeah, just to be able to have daily practices too, like I do a daily mind dump where I just let everything that's weighing on me out on paper and, and they're just that act alone kind of makes it feel not so overwhelming. So there's lots of different kind of ways to process pain, but you got to find what works for you and you got to do it regularly is, is one of my big pieces of advice. That has always been a little maybe scary for me mm. to let go of everything. And it was actually a 
Jeanette knows, she used to be our leader and good friend. Angeline took one of your courses years ago. Yes, I love Angeline. She told me about this exercise that you did and she was, she felt so fabulous after doing it. And she said, you know, I've never really allowed myself to feel that. And it's, I think that's also what you said is to breathe into it and to allow it to overcome you. It's such a powerful thing. And I think that a lot of the things that you're doing um, in the work that you do personally, as well as through animal justice and what you're doing with this program or this boot camp, uh, as we call it, is you're empowering people by bringing mm-hmm. them together and sharing some tools with them. You're empowering people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you know, when you have when you're running and you have a cramp, they say to breathe into that. So if you're breathing into your actual physical body and muscles, you should have the same approach to your mind and your spirit. If you believe in that term. Um, yeah. Yes. Such a good point. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, we're, we're, we're afraid we're, and this isn't just an animal, right? This is an an, entire society. I mean, suffering happens because we're, we don't think we can handle pain because we haven't been taught the tools to deal with pain. So we do everything we can to avoid the pain, to ignore it, um, to stifle it. And instead, if you actually learn that you can sit with pain or right through it or move through it and breathe into it, um, and it doesn't kill you, that it actually starts to dissolve it. Wow. That's when the courage, your courage level just goes up by an amazing amount. Um, So yeah, so I'm not, I'm not advocating you, you just shake out whatever comes up. First of all, you need to breathe into it. You need to be with it. You need to sit with it. You need to roll around in it a little bit and it's going to hurt. But what hurts more is carrying this stuff around in your system, unprocessed for your entire life. That eventually causes depression. It causes, you know, um, like free floating anxiety. It's, it's very ugly. Absolutely. So all of that being said, how do people sign up for this course? So you just need to go to animaljusticeacademy.com and put your name and your email in and you will get a confirmation and then you'll be hearing from us on Sunday and we will get going on Monday. And I'm so excited. I hope every one of you joins us. Um, I think it's just going to be a really unprecedented kind of experience. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know Anna is as well. Yeah. So, and I'm glad we so got much. you in. I'm glad we I, I'm glad we roped you in, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think I said before, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait till the podcast and then get a better sense of it. And then so really this podcast was just for me. I'm just yeah, perfect. Selfish. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> glad we could all show up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kimberly, for taking the time to talk to us today and for offering your services and, and creating this program for everyone. Mm-hmm. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for for giving us a a forum to um, bring more people in. So we have a few announcements from the TVA. Of course, uh, even though our offices are closed to the public, we're still doing a lot online and a couple of things that we have coming up. Uh, Our online lunch club has launched again, and it's Thursdays at noon, and you can bring your lunch to a Zoom call with other vegetarians and vegans to chat and ask questions if you're a new vegan. There's a lot of mentorship going on there. Uh, And if you're a longtime vegan, you can come on to offer some support to others. And you can RSVP on Facebook, and the Zoom link will be posted there each week. So, of course, we'll link to all of this in our show notes at our our blog post over at veg.ca. 
for this particular episode. And Veganuary, we're right smack dab in the middle of it. And we have a partnership with Globally Local, which are the purveyors of fine vegan fast food. And in the month of January, if you join or renew your membership with the TVA, you get a $10 voucher to Globally Local and $10 will take you far there. And if you're already a member, you can upgrade to become a Veducator, which is a monthly donor, and you'll receive a $10 gift card. Um, So you may have heard that Denise, our executive director, has resigned and um, the TVA board and staff are very grateful for all that Denise has done for the TVA and the veg community, especially this past year, which has been very challenging, but we came through it and she had a lot of great ideas. So I just wanted to do a little bit of a shout out to all of our listeners. If you know anybody um, that the TBA board is recruiting for a new executive director. So we're looking for someone who's charismatic and a strategic thinker, passionate about the vegan movement, and can lead us through the remainder of this year and beyond. So you can find more information on our website. And again, the link to the job posting, as well as our very lovely thank you to Denise for all of our hard work is on our website. And you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. Find out everything you need to know about what we do at veg.ca. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg Veg Out. Out.